The SGP and IDP Pro Players Podcast is proud to be presented by WinBet. The official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And without further ado, here are your veteran IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary the IDP Tipster. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo. A $57 SGPN gift card is on the line for every bingo hit. We're also brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge. $570 in cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all our contest information exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our live show at the Ainsworth this Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash big game. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with the senior IDP analyst at the SGPN Network, the IDP tipster, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, John. Excited for our guest, very first ever guest on the IDP Pro Players Pod. That's right. And this week we are joined with Justin Mark of the SGPN XFL Gambling Podcast at jmark with a k football on twitter justin how are you sir doing good i'm excited to talk some xfl football here man loving this jumping we, i i do anything that gets defensive so this is like really cool crack this open and i want to mention too you could check out my uh, xfl idp rankings that just published we're going to talk mainly about justin's tonight but they're on site right now uh, we just got those up but I really, really encourage you to pay attention to Justin and check out those guys at the XFL Gambling Podcast. Yes, sir. All right, so let's get you started here with a couple softballs, then we'll get into those rankings. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Justin. How'd you get into this, man? Because, I mean, everyone plays NFL <laughs> fantasy. How did you get into XFL? Yeah, so um, I guess I've always any kind of football I have liked and wanted to kind of dive into, but it really started last year. SGPN wanted to jump into coverage of the USFL as it came back, and they started asking for volunteers. And I thought, you know, there's not a lot of people covering USFL. Mm -hmm. It's a great opportunity to kind of get in the space. And just started, um, we did a full draft coverage of every round for the USFL. Really started diving into the players and their backgrounds and everything and just got kind of really wrapped up in spring football which is um you know it's these guys that this is their last chance to try to make an impression in football it's their last chance to try to get noticed and they're also passionate about it they're much more readily available to kind of reach out and talk to than say the guys in the nfl and um yeah just got completely wrapped up in what is i guess alt football um, which then led to an obsession with CFL and now XFL wow. and, you know, AFL's coming back. We, I mean, we've got everything coming. <laughs> that's a lot of football. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, that, You're round. That's, that's good stuff. So let's dive into that a little bit. What are some of the differences between the NFL and the XFL and how does that like impact strategy or how you play fantasy or, you know, things of that nature? So I think one of the biggest things just right now is thinking that everybody's new on the new team. They're working in a new system. Um, maybe they've played with some of the guys on their team before, but most of them are all new faces. So really at that point, it's almost like the approach of college, even college, I guess they get more time together preparing for the first game than these guys do. But um, in the Definitely. sense that, yeah, these are these are guys with raw talent that they don't have um, a lot of time with this scheme before they can get up and running, which leads to a lot of unknown variables. That's the hard thing fantasy wise. Like we still don't know who's going to start at quarterback for most of the teams. Um, so we definitely don't know who's going to be starting at, say, middle linebacker or the defensive tackle or something. So there's a lot of guesswork that goes into it. 
that's exactly what I was finding as I was diving into this. I mean, you have to approach it from the very basics of the sense of what could be going on because half these guys that we're talking about by just second or third week, if adjustments are made or they just suck under pressure, it, it could totally change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I, I'm a strategy guy as far as fantasy football goes. I love if there is more strategy needed to create my team the more i like it and and you you don't get much more strategy than trying to do i guess defensive players in the xfl on your fantasy football team <laughs> right and, and going out there right now i mean i can personally tell you you try to do your own research if you just google xfl you're just only getting limited information to begin with and then the player stats are all over the board because you got can't you got uh, what the, a couple of those Canadian teams, uh, the bombers or something. And then, yep. you know, so you, you really got to hustle to know these guys and it's still just flyers. So, um, I, I, I checked out the pod, a couple of the pods, man, you guys were on it. You, you're definitely in depth on this. Um, uh, I love it. It's cool. We're, we're a special kind of DJ I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was uh, very entertaining and informational at the same time. I don't know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it, hey, so speaking of like limited information, um, so so first of all, let's start with what what would be your recommended platform to play on this if someone wanted to get into this? Uh, yeah, Alt Fantasy Sports. Um, I believe they're the only fantasy football uh, league offering defensive positions. Um, so that'll be kind of your premier platform. I did that them for USFL. They did not have defense last year. That's a new thing, but I did that for USFL last year. Um, it was a good time. It's fun. Um, and, and there's just not a lot of areas that have it. So it's nice that they do have it and that they are trying to add new things like the defensive they're adding best ball. Um, they're just, they're trying to be really creative with alt football to make it just like the NFL. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a ton of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet. Limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 in site credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet so that they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. This offer is subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out SGP's live show at the Ainsworth this Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash big game. The show is free and you'll be able to watch it and have some drinks with the guys. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash big game. Yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to drop this bomb or not, but uh, I thought I'd mention that uh, it's my balanced IDP scoring format they're going to use on Ot, and uh, I'm pretty excited about that, see how it translates this year into the XFL, see where this goes. Um, yeah, that they're definitely the only one that I could find with IDP. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool to break this, uh, break this open with them and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, definitely all fantasy football. If you want to go the IDP route, if you're just doing the normal route or you're going DFS, I'm, I'm assuming DFS will have uh, XFL. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Yes, I believe there will be. Um, they had it for USFL on a lot of the major platforms last year. So I assume they'll have it for the XFL as well. Beautiful. Okay. If that, with that being the case, if you're streaming defense each week, if you're streaming a DST for DFS, who would you recommend streaming against? Who do you think is going to be the worst offense in the league? It is hard because again, we don't know quarterbacks for a lot of these leagues, but I'm going to say the, uh, the Orlando guardians, they're the team that I see kind of the most mm -hmm. holes in um, on the offensive side of the ball. So, um, and if you, Really can't decide which offense to go against. My top defense just as a unit is the Battlehawks. I think they have, or the defenders. Battlehawks and defenders have really solid 
um, defensive units. Yeah, I love the uh, spread of all the defensive coaches, Bob Stoops, Wade Phillips, mm -hmm. Jim Haslett. Man, you got to love it. Oh, I got excited. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, awesome, man. That's that's good stuff. Uh, so, okay, are there any different wacky rules in the XFL that might affect IDP strategy? Because, you know, typically it's like we, we draft by positional scarcity and normal NFL IDP, right? So defensive ends mm -hmm. are worth more than safeties or worth more than corners, right? Uh, is there anything wonky in XFL that would cause you to alternate or, you know, switch that up a little bit? Uh, for defensive position, I don't believe so. Everything's pretty standard there, so... Um, should fall right in line in your your same kind of strategy you would for the NFL. That's cool, man. I did see something where the wide receivers get a head start. Is this is this what I'm thinking of with XFL or is that Canadian football? Um, that's the CFL, yeah, they, which is very interesting to watch. I learned that this year as <laughs> I dived into CFL, and yeah, that's that is pretty crazy. And and yeah. kudos to the defenders because you're oh, yeah, now backpedaling trying to cover a guy that's running full speed. Right, right. What kind of motion is that anyway? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, cool. that's that's wild, man. Okay, so how about who do you think might be some of the best offenses? Because typically, you know, it pays to have IDPs going against good offenses that can sustain drives. Sustain drives equals tackles, equals pass defense, equals sacks and points and all that. So who are some good offenses in the league? So as far as, I guess, rushers, I think the Brahmas probably have one of the best um, running back rooms. They have Jacques Patrick, who was an XFL legend before, um, Calvin Turner, Kalen Balage, who's been in the NFL. So they got a lot of guys in the running back position. I'm halfway hesitant to say the Vipers. I'm a little upset because they got rid of my favorite quarterback, Brian Scott, in favor of Brett Hundley before there was a uh, competition. Um, if you've listened to the XFL gambling podcast, you can hear me rant about that, but they have, they have receivers, um, Mar Martavis Bryant, who used to be a, the Steelers, Geronimo Allison, who used to be a Packer. So these are guys that have legit NFL experience that could make it difficult because of their experience. Um, so those are two units that kind of stand out to me. Yeah. Yeah, Martavius Bryant, that brings back memories. That's that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, okay, so branching off that question, let me ask you this. Do you think there's going to be enough offense league-wide to sustain IDP production to the level we're used to with NFL? I think so. I mean, if I think back to how the USL, USFL functioned, um, you know, you had some high-scoring games, you had some low-scoring games, but you had competitive football all across the board. It seems like every week it was just extremely competitive, games going down to the wire. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to kind of flow the exact same way as, as NFL would. When I first brought it up to John uh, last week, or we were just talking about it, he, I, he had an interesting thought on that about how IDP could lead it. Yeah. I mean, it could, simply could black or, you know, black or white, 50, 50, you know, you never know. That would be interesting. Oh, yeah. That, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a possibility if they are lower scoring games and you're not getting as many touchdowns, then your IDP production could be more important. You mm -hmm. know, it's possible. And we did see in the USFL last year that the, you know, the defenses always seem to start um, faster than the mm -hmm. offenses, especially mm -hmm. first couple weeks. So, yeah, I mean, these first couple weeks, IDP could win games, win weeks for you for sure. Right. That's awesome. The IDP Pros Podcast is also brought to you by Big Game Bingo. Make sure to sign up on the SGPN app to get your own Big Game Bingo card full of all your favorite big game prop bets. If you get bingo, you'll win a $57 SGPN gift card. The only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and the NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. We're also brought to you by the SGPN 57 Bets Challenge. In honor of the big game, SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your picks for 57 different prop bets. The winner will get $570 in cash and a $570 gift card to the SGPN store. All our contests are free to play and exclusively available on the SGPN app. Gary's probably going to be pissed about this, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to sneak a little <laughs> dirty O talk in here. So. Oh, fuck me. That's right. So who are your... At the moment, top three favorite quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. 
thinking Kyle Sloter, he kind of jumps to the top for me just because he had so much success. I'm in the going USFL. to the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kyle Sloter had a lot of success for the Breakers last year. Now he's on the Renegades, and he's got his top target from the Breakers, Sal Canella, at the tight end position. I think that's huge that they were able to pair him together. A lot of people are excited about A.J. McCarron for the Battlehawks. You know, he's a guy that he's got a playoff start for the Bengals. Right. So uh, he's got a lot of experience there. It's just a matter of, you know, is he past the prime? He's a little bit of an older quarterback for the other guys in the leagues and then kind of a dark horse for me at the quarterback position, Cole McDonald out of Hawaii, big arm, big playmaker. Not a lot of people got exposure to him because he played at Hawaii and not a lot of people watch Hawaii football, but um, he's a guy that he thinks he can make any throw on the field, which yeah, gets him in trouble at times, but also makes him a, a really good quarterback at times. So those are my top three quarterbacks running backs. I got Jacques Patrick. He's my number one guy for the Brahmas. I just, he was very dominant when he was in the XFL before. I don't see that changing. And then we have Abram Smith of the defenders. He was the number one pick overall. He's just a a heck of a punishing running back. So I definitely think he's going to have a lot of success. And then a guy that again, right now he's he was drafted second. They don't know if he's going to be the uh, the starter, but Max Borgi, who played at Washington State for Coach Leach, um, I think he's he's a tough, gritty type of guy that can hurt you in the run game and the pass game. So those will be my top running backs. Wide receivers, you got to have Martavis Bryant in there. I mean, he's got the experience with the Steelers. And um, another guy that played with the Steelers, Eli Rogers, is in the league. I uh, like what he can bring. I think, you know, again, you go with the experience. And then a lesser-known guy, Jaquez Ezard out of Sam Houston State on the defenders. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people that, you know, they don't know his name. As far as tight ends, it's really hard to to tell. Um, you know, we talk about how tricky, especially fantasy football-wise, the tight end position is because you have just a couple guys at the top and everybody else kind of in the middle of the pack. So there's Sal Canella for me. He's my top guy. Beyond that, it's all kind of a mix. Um, I like Elise Mack, who played at Notre Dame. I like Bradley Moore McKinney that played at Kansas State, but it's just hard to pick which guys besides Sal Canella will will really make or break your uh, fantasy football team. Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important, and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please, Go and give what you can, and let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care. Ever notice these days how things have changed with sports entertainment? Suddenly everyone is edgy and they don't mind offending people with offensive words. It's everywhere. Podcasts, radio, to primetime TV. All I want are NFL defensive player reports, maybe a quick update on the best streaming corners, and yet... I have to hear about the dirty O. That's right. Offensive player discussions and hot takes blocking my path to the sweet, sweet defensive information I need. Bullshit. That was until I found the IDP Pro Players Podcast. And now, unless the IDP Pro's John or Gary mess up, Uh I know I'm not going to be offended by their no dirty O approach. So take my word for it. Catch the Sports Gambling IDP Pro Player Podcast every week and leave the dirty O behind. So if you or someone you know has an IDP degenerate problem, that's terrific. And the fantasy move to make is to go follow a couple of the best veterans in the fantasy football industry. That was on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R-O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. My eyes, my ears. All right. We got that out of our system, John. <laughs> we, we do have it out of our system. Thank you. So Thank we, you. we we will get to some IDP rankings. I got a I've couple, been hijacked. 
couple more <laughs> questions for it. Well, it's an interview, Gary. The guest oh, talks. I know. Yeah. I, so, I want to get some of these players in. Yeah, you will. So, uh, where can we where can we watch these games? Because I legitimately don't know. Yeah, so they're going to be streamed on ABC and ESPN, and then it'll kind of flip on what game is on which. But then if you have ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus will air all the games. Awesome. That's good to know. And then this is kind of a rough question, but a lot of people are thinking it, so I'm going to ask it. Do you think the product will be good enough that the league lasts this time? I think it will. And the only I'm basing that off of the USFL success. USFL is back for a second year. The XFL is allegedly going to be even bigger. You know, you got the rock Dwayne Johnson behind it and he's a a go big guy. So I can't really see him putting out a product that's going to fail. And then what's up with the the other owner? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't her name. Danny Garcia. Yeah, I'm not. I believe. I'm sorry. I'm not hip. I didn't get that far. (laughs) Enlighten us, please. Yeah. Yeah. She's a partial owner. Um, I don't know a ton about her background. Um, I know she's not as in your face as The Rock, but from what I've seen, she's been kind of more on the decision making. Um, I don't know, man. I've seen her picture. I've seen her picture on the XFL <laughs> thing. She she looks like she could fucking hold her own. Oh yeah, agreed, uh, agreed, right, right. <laughs> I swear, put her out there in the WWF. I mean, I, I, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Great points there. And then my last question before I turn it over to you guys rankings talk here, who goes to their version of the Super Bowl and who wins this year in your opinion? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm on the battle Hawks. I, I believe that game that football is won in the trenches and anytime you can look at a spring league team and know more than one of the offensive linemen i feel like that's huge because at this level normally you don't know any of these guys and if i look at the battle hawks roster it's the names jump out at me they got gonzalez from penn state and like all these guys that just kind of jump out and then their defensive line is the same way they got a lot of guys on the defensive line that it jumps out and it's like oh i know that name um we just did on the expel gambling podcast we did our uh future show today so those guys disagreed with me. So you can tune in and see what they thought. But <laughs> Battlehawks for me, that's my pick. Hey, oh, by the way, my wife happened to be listening to one of the pods with me, and she's going to throw her two cents in with, with you and mention that she is a big corn fan, worked in a a, a corn uh, market, whatever, and you know, you ain't got nothing on Ohio corn, apparently. <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah yeah yes yeah um yes, i live yes. in iowa so big right. iowa hawkeye fan so yeah <laughs> out of everything she caught that pod that's what she heard <laughs> that's awesome Jesus. yeah yeah that's that's so typical i love that uh awesome man that that answers all my questions let's talk some idp rankings then and oh, uh wow, G- gary gary it's your turn now fire away all right who who do you have at your number one overall athlete? I'm not sure if you're approaching it from a fantasy football aspect. It's like I did. So I'm not sure if you want to clarify that first for the listeners. And then, you know, who's your number one overall, uh, say, linebacker? When I, because uh, I sent you kind of over my rankings and. Thank you very much. Yeah, too. Oh, no, you're good. Um, yes. That was a kind of a player ranking for me rather than fantasy. But right. um, for me, I kind of translated the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's not always that way, but whenever I'm doing like even NFL IDP, I kind of go for the players that I think are the best, hoping that they're going to be making the most plays top guy for me, um, Diego Fago out of Navy. Um, that guy is a beast. I, I was shocked. He didn't get drafted in the, in the NFL draft this last year. He did spend some time with the Ravens, but um, he's just, he's got great instincts. I, I specifically remember, and this was on a special teams play where he wasn't even playing linebacker, but they were doing a fake punt and apparently he didn't get the memo and they snapped the ball right to him, but he was instinctual enough to get the first down. Even on defense, you just see him right. use those instincts. Great athlete, very gifted athlete, pretty much the, I guess, the most decorated linebacker in Navy history. Yeah, I just think he... He should have been in the NFL. Now that he's not, it, it's a treat for XFL fans because I think he's really going to shine. And he's a young guy. He just entered the draft this last year. So this is a lot of raw talent that um, he's going to get some good coaching, be coached up, and really get to shine. I read that there were speculations he might not even 
be in the XFL, but will be in the NFL after this year. That, that he could be that good. I like Donald Payne. Of course, I, mm-hmm. I who's he got? Stoops, I believe, over <clears throat> there with the defenders. I kind of like what he had set up over there. Tell me more. You can actually enlighten these people. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I like Payne um, just based off of how he looked last year for the gamblers in the USFL. Mm-hmm. Um, he led the USFL in tackles, 117. He had six tackles for a loss, two sacks, three interceptions. Two of those were returned for a touchdown. Um, a forced fumble, fumble recovery. I mean, he's a beast on the field, and he's shown that he can perform at this level because he just how, did it last year. How many games is that in, the, the 117? Was that eight? Ten. 10 Jesus yep. that's that's still really good yeah he's a beast he's a, a true sideline to sideline linebacker um he can drop obviously with the interceptions he can drop and into pass coverage he had seven pass deflections but he can also come up and stop the run and he's also a guy who has NFL experience 76 tackles one sack two forced or two fumble mm-hmm. recoveries in the NFL so mm-hmm. you know anytime you get that NFL caliber because obviously that's the biggest right. and best league i guess and right. in the uh football so anytime you get that i think it's it's really good and it's going to translate well to the xfl i was impressed with the list he gave me for the fact that most of these guys i mean unless they was just drafted this year of course had some kind of experience bringing it so be it usfl xfl cfl uh indoor there was all kinds of shit that I come across with. I, I think we're going to be talking about defensive line, uh, lineman that played basketball all through college. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll get to him a little bit later, but, uh, I, what do you think about Mike Ross? I think when I come across the stats, his was most impressive to me it, with four years, 324 total tackles, uh, 41 for loss, eight and a half sacks and six interceptions. Uh, what was he from out of Brooksville? No. I'm did you say Mike? Did you say Mike Rose? Sorry. Oh yeah, I might have said yeah. Mike Ross, but oh yes, yeah. Rose. That's called Briar. Ask John. He's got the dictionary. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, played at Iowa State, so oh, I'm oh, very yeah, familiar okay. with this guy. Right, yeah, right, um, right, he's right. another guy that's a true sideline to sideline, very fast. And I like that the Battlehawks paired him with another ISU linebacker that he played with, who's also in my top 10 for linebackers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think the way that they they communicated on the field already in college, they're going to be used to each other's cues. They're going to be used to playing off of each other. And I think that's really going to elevate the whole defense in general. Let me ask you a quick question while we're on the topic of tackles and playmaking. So when, yeah. when you approach your drafts this year for XFL fantasy football with IDP or on your IDP side of things, are you going to be more looking at combined tackles or splash plays uh, when it comes to your drafting just based on what you know? A little bit of a mix, but I'm going to start targeting tacklers just because we're not sure who those playmakers are going to be. We're not sure which offenses are going to turn the ball over or not. So I'm going to rely on the thing that we know is going to happen every game, and that's going to be the tackles. So that's going to be kind of how I start my approach. And then I'll kind of put in some, you know, risk-reward type guys where I think they could make a big plays. They could be the guy that's intercepting a lot of plays or or getting sacks, force fumbles, things like that, and kind of mix them in. After just selling tickets at the front of the stadium, <laughs> recently yeah. hey kudos to these guys man i love it and pursuing their their dream you can't knock that oh for sure yeah it's great that i love that these leagues are popping back up that's mm-hmm. giving um all these players the opportunity we're looking at vic beasley and i mean he's definitely got to be considered one of the most uh notable talents out there name worthy within the league that's going to be a player so outside linebacker Surely we do see him live up to something at this level, right? I mean, I think he's got to, right? And he's got to be playing with a chip on his shoulder after being the eighth pick in the draft and now not being in the NFL. Which is hilarious to think of that this dude could have a chip on his shoulder because can you imagine what it's going to be like to watch him celebrate getting a sack? It's (laughs) going to be like, oh, come on, man. Look, dude. Yeah. Yeah. 37 and a half sacks in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, um, uh, CJ Sullivan of the XFL Gambling Podcast, he found a stat that apparently people grade sacks on luck. Um, that's a thing. 
And apparently Vic Beasley had some of the most luckiest sacks or most sacks based off of luck. I'm not sure what goes into that. I also don't know who has the job of being like, nope, that was a lucky one. Yeah. But You ain't going to um, have to convince us of that shit. We'll back you up. <laughs> yeah. So right. Um, right. maybe he just, he maybe they thought he was just too lucky in the NFL, but I, I see him doing well in the XFL. I, I swear and, to God, one time, I think I seen him trip over Jared Grady's foot and fall on the quarterback and you know there was <laughs> lucky sack check oh, yeah he was actually like stumbling the idp pro players pod is also presented by idpguys.org where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of dynasty individual defensive players super flex and beyond that was idpguys.org where they do way more than just defensive football What's that? Your computer has another virus? Well, my friend, you need help to stop your obsession with the dirty O. All of this searching for air yards and yards after catch and blah, blah, blah. Stop your dirty O obsession by searching for the IDP Pro Players Podcast instead and focus on the other side of the balls. I, I mean ball. The crew on the IDP Pro Players Podcast care about you and your technology by holding true to their no dirty O mantra. Every week, Gary and John bring you the IDP content you need to save your rosters and dominate your league while avoiding the dirty O. So save your technology by tuning into the IDP Pro Players Podcast with your longtime and totally unoffensive veteran hosts, Johnny the Greek and Gary the IDP Tipster. Follow them on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. Who are some other ex NFL guys on the defensive side that you think are going to have a pretty good impact uh, oh, in the XFL? That, that's that's going to come to those safeties. Well, for safeties and cornerbacks, one of them that just got signed um, was Cravon LeBlanc, and he's he's played for NFL and for the Patriots, Bears, Lions, Eagles, Dolphins, Texans, and Raiders. So he's oh. bounced around a lot, but. 118 tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, and two interceptions. I remember him well because I am a Chicago Bears fan, mm-hmm. and he suited up for the Bears and made some plays for us. Um, so I was surprised when to see that he had fallen out of the NFL, and now he's getting picked up and getting his chance in the XFL. That's a guy that he's going to probably bring that experience and do well. Um, another one, Will Hill. He mm-hmm. had 221 tackles three forced fumbles, two fumble recovers, four interceptions, and three you, touchdowns. You remember Will, John? Baltimore Will? Baltimore Ravens, man. He was a depth player just a few years ago, and we, we talked about him on getting defensive or something a few times. I'm sure we did when he was a guest, but I couldn't believe this dude is, I mean, he's like, what, 32 or something? Mm-hmm. And, he, and everybody's excited as shit to see him back on the field because of, of what he did in 2020. And he fell out of the NFL due to a failed drug test and a 10-game suspension. But that doesn't mean he's not a talented guy. So no, I definitely no. think he's going to be making some plays. That's a guy that is probably a risk-reward type guy for me that I would target in later rounds. After I've got my sure tacklers, it's like this is a guy who had four interceptions and three of them returned for touchdowns in the NFL. That's a guy that could pay off big in the XFL. Surely they don't piss these guys when they're basically paying them per diem, right? I, yeah, I don't think they do. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that leads into let's uh, see. You know, you got Kentrell Price. He's up there with the. Uh, well, no, he's with the Defenders. I was getting ready to step here with Green Bay Packers. We remember him from what 2018, 19. He made a little bit of a splash for like ten games. I can't remember if he got his job by default or if he started, but they dropped him like a hot rock at the end of the season, which was kind of odd. He just disappeared. He did play uh, a few other places. I, I like him. I've got him in my rankings, uh, which is by tiers, so he's in like an upper tier. But that's mainly full of all of these safeties. Uh, Nate Meters has time in the NFL. Raheem Moore went the Renegades is a really uh, older name with the Arizona Cardinals, I believe. Probably some time with Baltimore, too. Who else did we have? Antonio Brooks, right? Sea Dragons? They, they are kind of a public favorite right now. I don't think they're going to do great just looking at the roster, but 
Um, if you go based on coaching, uh, their offensive coordinator, June Jones, is you know just one of the most highly revered coaches in uh, everywhere, really. I mean, he's had right. so much success. So yeah. if he has a lot of hand in the whole coaching of the team, um, then he's that's definitely a team you can get behind no matter who's on their team. The whole span of safety and cube uh, cornerback is just off the grid inside the XFL. I think it's going to be played more with just four or five DBs a lot, right? Yeah, I think so. That's kind of what we saw in the USFL. Um, mm -hmm. th there was some separation there, but not a ton. It was more kind of a, a full just defensive backs. They didn't really label them. They mixed them all around. Right. Um, top guy for me is William Likely. And that's just because he's another USFL product, played for the Gamblers, had 63 tackles, three tackles for loss, four interceptions. One was for a touchdown, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, eight pass deflections. You got this shit written wow. on your hand, man. <laughs> you got my cheat sheet. Um, yeah. yeah, And he's played in the CFL for the Argos and the Ticats. He's, he was part of the 2020 XFL with the Defenders. I mean, this is a guy who has been around in a lot of spring leagues. He holds... College of Maryland records for single season interception return yards, um, single season interceptions return for a touchdown. It's a guy that he's used to playing big, uh, making big plays. Um, so I could definitely see that translating to the XFL as well. Vonta Bosby, he's another guy who has spring league experience with the the generals in the USFL, the AAF. So those are those are my top two cornerbacks there. Those are two guys that I think will be kind of making life hell for the quarterbacks <laughs> right. when it comes to the the head coaches and the defensive coordinators who would you rank your top three defensive coaches in this league and is there um, any correlation of their teams being like favored heading into the season um i'm sure there might be i i will be the first one to admit i'm not a coaches guy i don't uh have the like if you listen to uh colby dant on our xfl gambling podcast mm -hmm. he can tell you where every coach has probably coached in their whole career but oh, you know, i'm a big i'm a big coach like wade phillips being in here dude i just i yeah. just really was like uh, jaw dropping john let me ask you a question bob stoops wade phillips jim Haslett, and two players rod woodson and terrell buckley Ooh. rank your top three Oh, it's Wade Phillips and then uh, everyone else. Yeah, yeah see, I, I struggled there. I ended up putting Stoops and then Wade Phillips. I, I, I do believe Wade Phillips probably wrote the book, so I, I probably have that wrong. Now, but, I will say last year in the USFL, the coaches that had the most success early on were the coaches that most recently coached college because they're used to working with ooh, these new guys. Um, I knew I knew bringing that. them into these new schemes and making it work. And yeah, so it, yeah. that was interesting to see, you know, like guys like Jeff Fisher, who had really historic NFL careers and, and coaching didn't do as well as the guys that had just been coaching college ball. Huh. Very wow. That's, that's a wild correlation. That's, that makes sense though. They're relating to a new generation that they're already uh, used to. I guess possibly, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> Just, you know, except for these old guys, uh, I think there was uh, one of the temple. I forgot to mention him hadn't played in like forever. There are a couple players who Nick they temple. haven't been in the league for a while. Yeah. I believe Nick temple hadn't played uh, see, ball like since like 2014 or something. I might have that wrong. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about defensive line. Who are some of your favorite defensive line guys going into this season for the XFL? Sure. So my top guys, like London for the battle Hawks. Again, this is a guy that I'm probably a little biased towards because he spent time with the Chicago bears stuck around on our, uh, on their team for two years. Played college ball at Western Illinois. He's had limited stats at Western Illinois, but was still good enough to stick around in the NFL for two years. To me, that's impressive. When you have a guy that he's got some raw talents and untapped potential, didn't do much in college, but still was able to get that look in the NFL. If you think of all the people that are NFL um, bound or eligible for the draft and a guy that didn't have much stats, um, kind of latched on, but he's, he's six foot five, 315 pounds. So he's a big dude. Yeah. Um, so that, that's my top defensive lineman. That, uh, fella, he played, uh, for ball state, Aaron Odoio, Aaron Nadeo. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. He's yeah. the basketball player. 
Oh, by the way, welcome to the IDP Pro Players Pod. Nothing but the best. <laughs> Nothing yeah, it's 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 not a it's not a show unless Gary butchers forty names. <laughs> but I understand what the hell I'm saying. I don't know what the hell the. <laughs> you man. <laughs> All right, let's roll on. Uh, he went back and picked up his fifth year just to end up playing four games of uh, college football. Yeah, no, he was a basketball player for four years. Fifth season decided, I guess, let me try football. Well, but well, spent I mean, time in the the CIF. And the spring league, the AAF. So, yeah, he's bounced around a lot of these smaller spring leagues. Looking for experience. There were a lot more defensive linemen to choose from that did have NFL experience in this group, too. Um, yeah. Um, Nick Coe was one of them. Uh, he was actually projected to be a mid to late round prospect in the 2020 draft. Went undrafted, but bounced around the Patriots and the Dolphins. Then went to CFL and was with, I believe, the Rough Riders and the Elks. Um, And and a guy I really like, Freedom, I just talk about butchering the last name, Freedom Akinmaladen, I believe. A uh, former Cornhusker, really? A former Cornhusker, I know. I have trouble saying that he's one of my top guys, but I remember he was highly recruited out of high school. Um, It was a big deal for Nebraska that they got him, and – he played very well last year. He played for the Philly stars um, in the USFL. So he's a guy that I think it's going to just translate right over to the XFL to make him plays on the defensive line. I got a question for you. So it, yeah. it I'm a, I, I've looked at the alt fantasy site and it's DL. So that means defensive tackles and defensive ends. Are there any D tackles you'd consider drafting at all or drafting highly for IDP for XFL? Did you this mention year? that football Brown? But all brown. Yeah, I haven't mentioned it. The interesting thing is the the XFL rosters haven't told us exactly who's playing right. defensive tackle, defensive end. Right. I mean, we just get defensive line. But um, Fidel Brown, I mean, I believe he was a nose tackle at Ole Miss. So you would imagine he would line up at the tackle position. Undrafted, but bounced around the NFL, played 16 NFL games. He's kind of unproven, but I think he's got a lot of talent. Glenn Robinson's son is in the league as well, Galen Robinson. Um, So, you know, a guy with uh, professional caliber. I know Glenn Robinson was a basketball coach, but um, he's a guy that switched to rugby after college. So interesting background. Now he's back in football um, and ready to hit people with a helmet on rather than not wearing a helmet like in rugby. (laughs) All right, fellas. What's that damn movie up in Cleveland? God damn. You can't tell me you've never heard of the... um... Major League? Yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Why was that so hard? I, I'm sure you, that's the kind of feeling when you go through this and you find out you get your truck drivers, you get your guys that, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. It's like all kinds. Haven't gotten to cover a couple of these guys that were just drafted. Would you hit a few of those? I think, you know, being the younger guys, they're going to – I almost feel like they're going to want to drive more. They're going to want to play harder. They're going to want right. to up show these guys that have been in the NFL and, and they got high motors, you know, and they're younger guys that their bodies haven't been beat to hell. Like some of these guys that have bounced around from one camp to the other. So right. I definitely think uh, it's worth some flyers on some of those really young guys. It's, it's one of the reasons I really like Diego Fago as my top guy, because he is so young that he's just got um, might have a little bit quicker of a step because he hasn't gone through all the injuries that some of these NFL guys have gotten. I mean, we see that a lot in the in the spring leagues. The guys that are in the uh, were in the NFL, they got injured, got cut with their little severance package. Now they're trying to make it back and show that they're healthy. Um, but you know, those injuries they start making you just a little bit slower sometimes. So um, that's why I, I do think these these younger guys, some of them are definitely worth a shot. Somebody's got to play. There's only so many NFL or guys even coming from other football leagues uh, in here. So you've drafted them. You might as well get them in there. And you would think that they have to plan on being here again next year. Yeah. So Yeah, for sure. Another young guy I like, and this is probably a homer pick, but Jack Corner, um, he's playing for the Brahmas, played for Iowa Hawkeyes. Really, really good cornerback slash safety. They moved him into both um, spots, but I'm a big fan of him. Again, somebody I watched a lot because he did play for the Hawkeyes, 
but I think he's a guy that's ready to show he's got that young unproven talent to show, Hey, I should have been drafted and to really leave it all out there on the field. I come across a kid named Brandon Easterlin. He's with the Roughnecks. He was drafted 13th round. He actually is a homer from around Dayton here where I'm just North of, uh, I love it. He's playing for Wade Phillips. In four years with the University of Dayton, he also graduated, or I believe, I think he graduated with Trotman from New Orleans, the tight end. But um, both of them made All-American that year uh, for UD. Uh, He had, in four years, he had 272 total tackles, six and a half for loss, 20 uh, passes defended, and uh, nine interceptions playing at safety that's that's actually a lot of production comparably when i was looking in other stats of some of these safeties that were just drafted in the fall yeah so, for sure he he got a look by the giants i believe right yeah to me speaks volumes just to be drafted <laughs> period to begin yeah. with so uh, you, you got to figure they at least got to put them in there and hopefully see what they have that first because it's, it's just going to be a crapshoot nobody knows from day one from the flip of that coin of the first kickoff, who in the hell is stepping on that field for sure. Right. And it could be different in week two. (laughs) So Vic Beasley could walk out and be off the, off the field in two plays. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's definitely going to be a little bit of a moving target. Um, You have to adjust quickly. Uh, Again, I love it. This, the strategy and just kind of hectic um, feeling behind spring football, especially when it comes to fantasy football is, it's uh, it's for a special kind of degen. <laughs> it really right. is. Yeah. yeah, you know what? That that is great. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask that question. So, if someone is listening to this right now and they're on the fence about watching playing XFL fantasy, whatever, how would you sell them on it? I mean, that's a great point you made right there. But w- w- why else? Yeah, I mean, if anything else, it gives you uh, some more football to watch during the NFL offseason. You get to continue to play fantasy football, which I'm sure if you're listening to this, you love fantasy football. So why not play more of it? Um, But it is called a D-Gen over at SGPN, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just it's it's fun. And it makes it obviously watching the games more interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's just the strategy that goes behind it. It's almost like you get this addictive feeling of, um, gosh, I, I, I don't know who this guy is, but I got to figure it out so that I know if I should be starting him on my team or not. (laughs) That's awesome, man. I love it. So let's get you out of here on this. Uh, well, I'll give you, we'll give you the floor in a minute, but I want to get your bears season outlook for next year and prediction. Um, (laughs) <laughs> well, obviously, we're going to win the NFC North. <laughs> Hi, State so, fan. I'm a no. Well, I mean, I'm a no. big Justin Fields fan. Yeah, okay. but right. um, I tried to slide that in there. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> right. No, I. I'm always hopeful. I'm a, I'm one of those fans that's always hopeful. But I can honestly say I'm probably more excited about the Bears' future right now than I ever have been. Um, I think Justin Fields is the real deal. I think they they just need to get some more players in there, some more playmakers. And we have the the um, draft picks and the free agency budget to do that. So as long as the uh, decisions are made properly and correctly, I, I feel like the sky is kind of the limit here. And when you think about, um, I think Rodgers is on his way out the door for the yep. Packers. Yep. Um, I think the the Vikings are going to continue to be a good team that ends up choking. And I still think the Lions, I, I'm, I can't get behind Jared Goff as their starting quarterback leading them to the playoffs. So I really do think they the Bears have a good shot of making the playoffs. Yeah, I think Goff might have set them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's good stuff. So let's give you a minute or two here. Plug whatever you want to plug. Uh, you know, talk about your other pod. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for having me. It was fun oh, being here. Hey, it's um, been great, man. Appreciate you being our first guest on the on the pod. Absolutely. I mean, and once we get a couple weeks in, if we want to do this again, just let me know. Um, but yeah, you can find me at the XFL Gambling Podcast. I co-host one of the NFL gambling podcasts, and then um, 
one of the things that's probably the most fun as far as podcasting for me, I do a, a fantasy football show called Old Fashioned Football, mm-hmm. and my co-host is my wife. We, Sweet. we Yeah, we drink whiskey while we do it, and we oh, review the whiskey at the end of the show. Um, so Put yeah, that information out there again. Say what it was. Say yeah, it twice. Old, Old fashioned football. It's on SGPN fantasy football's um, feed, but we are switching to our own feed in April. So you'll be able to find us just old fashioned football podcast, still part of SGPN, of course. Um, But yeah, we talk football, we drink whiskey um, (laughs) and, and she, she's, uh, she's very competitive in fantasy football. And all my friends are always mad that I invited her into our leagues because she kicks our asses pretty pretty repetitively. So (laughs) My yeah. my my wife just she just tells me to take it to the other room. Go to the studio. Go outside. Do something. There you go. I don't, I don't want to hear about it. I'm like, come on, proofread this for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is awesome, man. You are definitely you know your stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. really appreciate this. This has been an excellent first interview. We really thank you for coming on. He is Justin Mark at J Mark Football on Twitter. He is the host of the XFL Gambling Podcast on the SGPN Network. And that's all I got. Gary, you want to take us out? Yeah, I just want to make sure that they also know to find a place to play XFL IDP is where, Justin? Alt Fantasy Sports. Talk to you later. Have a good week, everyone. See you next week. Ever notice these days how things have changed with sports entertainment? Suddenly everyone is edgy and they don't mind offending people with offensive words. It's everywhere. Podcasts, radio, to primetime TV. All I want are NFL defensive player reports. Maybe a quick update on the best streaming corners. And yet, I have to hear about the dirty O. That's right. Offensive player discussions and hot takes blocking my path to the sweet, sweet defensive information I need. Bullshit. That was until I found the IDP Pro Players Podcast. And now, unless the IDP Pro's John or Gary mess up, Uh I know I'm not going to be offended by their no dirty O approach. So take my word for it. Catch the Sports Gambling IDP Pro Player Podcast every week and leave the dirty O behind. So if you or someone you know has an IDP degenerate problem, that's terrific. And the fantasy move to make is to go follow a couple of the best veterans in the fantasy football industry. That was on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R-O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. Oh, yeah.